Hello, we are the Edgy Futurists. I'm Dan Fitzpatrick. I'm Ben Whitaker. And I'm Stephen Hope. The podcast by educators for educators, the Edgy Futurist Podcast. Hello, everyone. We are at Burnley College for their Science and Technology Festival. It's good to be here. What we're we going to be doing? It's going to be great to uh, talk to some of the staff and some of the companies and the businesses looking at why science and technology, engineering and maths are really, really important in the future and preparing our students for that future. Excited to be at Ben's new stomping ground, uh, new building, fresh liquor paint, I think, just for you. Rolled out the red carpet, mate. Very, very probably. That's, that's what happens in this kind of world. So it's going to be good to interview some of these people and some of the, the people that are coming. They reckon about 6,500 people will be coming through the doors today, so it'll be good to chat to them about um, what they see for the future and why they would come and why they're interested in science and technology. We're going to rock out with some strong men here today as well. It's a strongman festival, so we thought we will... Uh, I don't know how that fits into STEM, but we're going to make it fit into STEM. So uh, we're going to talk about that today and uh, interview some of them great guys. Cool, yeah, looking forward to it. Let's go and do it. So we're joined now by Jamie Island from... Fronius. Jamie, uh, we've just tested out uh, your VR welder machine. Can you tell us uh, a bit about it, how it works? Obviously for the kids it's great because you can actually do it virtual reality welding and then you haven't got the things like scrap material uh, and the gas and the costing. So as you can see you did a weld there yourself uh, and once you, once you finish with it, it doesn't have to go in the scrap bin, you can just regenerate it again and you can just carry on. Great training aids as well because it can tell you whether you're at the right angle or the right speed. It's good as well because we're joined by some of the teachers from the engineering division, Andrew and Chris are here and... The, and they're saying this is, this is where it's going. So we know that we've got to embrace technology. It's really good that companies like Ferronius are, are doing that. Yeah, is it, that yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where it's going because at the moment you've got, you've got kids that, that want to learn very, very quickly. And obviously then if you've got to keep putting material forward all the time, you can just, re, like I said before, you can just regenerate it. And maybe, you may be able to get 20 welds in an hour, but before you'd only get like four or five in an hour. Uh, so for me, that's, 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 that's really, really good. You know, it's, it's quick, it's efficient, and it's a lot cheaper as well. And it's nothing worse than cutting up material for, for, for the self and for the students as well. So that's, yeah, that's one of the reasons why. So from a, a teaching point of view, are you seeing case studies from where this has been used in schools and colleges where they're using this and then they're getting better quicker with yeah. using welding? Yes, very much so, because I used to work for Gestamp uh, uh, for the education department, and um, we did a full day on this. Uh, and a lot of it can be score-based as well. And also Andrew uh, saw it before where you can do a little bit of teaching in the background. Why do we use metal arc? Uh, uh, and the, what gases do we use and what angles and things like that? So it's, it's a great training aid. Uh, so every student could have a, his own profile. So from week one, maybe week six, you could maybe get 100 or 100 points. Depends what night he's had the night before. It depends, you know, it's that sort of thing. If he puts the effort in, you can grow. Uh, and I think you become a lot better as well. Um, so yeah, this is great to train here for four to five people at a time. It's brilliant. I've just had a go, and uh, I've never welded before. Is, is it realistic? Is it like? Is that what? Is that what it's like? It is a little bit. The noise, yeah. We, you're not going to feel the heat. You know, a lot of kids yeah. yesterday were saying, "Oh, it's not very hot," and I was trying to fool with them. Yes, it is. It's not. You know, it's the basics. You, you, you're going to get to feel what it feels like holding a torch, the angles and the speeds. Obviously, when you get in a classroom, it's a little bit different. You know, might get sticky material. Uh, a, bit, a bit of spatter and heat and things like that. But apart from that, yeah, I think it's a great, a gr- great training aid and brilliant, yeah. And are you seeing uh, students who use this and then go on to actually properly weld in real life? Are you seeing them kind of have a head start to maybe other students who've never used the VR? For me, I'd like to see students use this before they go into the welding bay because um, you can get your, your quirks and all your bad habits out of the way. Because, um, like I say, you can just regenerate and start again. You didn't do that right, you didn't do that right. But once you get the welding bay, 
they'll go, oh yeah, I really appreciate you doing that now. So it might be a day or it might be two days. But what I normally did, I did a virtual reality, then went in the welding bay, and if they struggled, I'd come back here for half an hour and say, well, you know when you were struggling there, do it on here. And then come back to it and then, oh yeah, thanks very much. That's that's I think it is, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah. You know. For me, virtual reality, being at my age, you know, but for the kids for today, they just love it. They can pick it up like yourself, you pick it up straight away and you knew exactly what you were doing with it, you know. So for me I had to train for a couple of days to do it. <laughs> I had a good teacher, I think. Yeah, I think you were. <laughs> <laughs> so you. this is another example of what the engineering department are doing at Burley College, some of the stuff that you'll see if you if you ever come and have a look at this place. So they've got like uh, conducting paint that conducts electricity and some 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 real good kit to give students a, a, a great um, I suppose it's a platform for the future so that's, it's really good thanks for joining us Jamie really appreciate it so thank you Cheers. so we are joined by Jess Husband who is a digital marketing manager from Vika uh, thanks for joining us you're welcome so we want to just talk to you around I know that Vika is a leading industry uh, leading business in this industry and it's a big employer in, in the area why do you think it's important for um, partnerships with colleges and education establishments yeah, no, I think it's really important. I think it sounds really, really um, cliche, but the children are our future. Um, and what we found in Vika is if we grow them from the start, so if we get them as apprenticeships, uh, we get them in um, training programmes, they do thrive better than if we get people in later on in life. Um, they encompass aspirate values, which are success, pride, integrity, responsibility, improvement and teamwork. Well remembered, well remembered. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely just remembered that. Um, yeah, and for us, we employ that with that in mind. Um, you can teach skills, um, though as important as they are, but what you can't teach are those values and they are really really important to employing people and that's what we want from the future and in terms of like values that's that's you you, you, one of the things that we've talked about is around um teamwork and about that as a as a as a value but also as a skill so um it's it's great to see that actually doing this in practice so vika working in teamwork in collaboration with burnley college um and so you've got apprentices at different levels, is that yeah. right, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, from um, different departments, so marketing to lamination to extrusion. Uh, everywhere in the business we encourage apprenticeships to come in uh, and really learn about the business. And we also, what we do is we put them in different departments. So the best example is uh, one of our current employees, Khalil. Uh, he starts an apprenticeship and has worked in five different areas of the business. So he's now a well-rounded employee that essentially is, you know, future MD of our business if he so wants to be that. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the company's so big and it's got loads of different jobs and compartments within it do you see there's massive skills changes within different roles within the the, the business yeah I think things do change I think uh, we've got people that have been in the within Vika for you know 40 50 years however long we've been going which is 50 years this year um, and I think they've found that their skill sets had to change to meet the needs of our customers um, new colours uh, I know it's the window industry and it's not the most glamorous in the world but people are finding that you're not changing windows because they're broken anymore you're changing them because you want to change the colour so we've had to adapt and find new colours new ways of making them we're looking at new innovative ways to do windows um, such as like uh, you know automated locking automated opening uh, carbon monoxide testing there's a million different ways for us to go within the industry that actually would lead to more digital and um, more technological students and apprenticeships rather than just you know your extrusion um, your lamination things like that which are equally as important but yeah it's definitely important for us to bring in those new skills um, from the you know the apprenticeships and things like that and from the colleges rather than just saying no we only want this we only want that that's completely not what we are and we really do enjoy every bit of skill that comes in so we're joined by Alex, who is one of the tutors here at Burnley College, and he is here with a FANUC robotic arm. Do you want to talk to us about what it is and why you think it's important in education? Yeah, so we've got um, a couple of FANUC robotic arms. The reason they're really important for us at the moment is that um, there's a, 
we call it the fourth rev- industrial revolution for engineering. Um, so it's the automation side of things, uh, a lot of repetitive, boring jobs are being replaced in engineering. Um, the idea is that we can then do more interesting things and we can spend time designing, uh, maintaining them and get people more education to do better jobs, essentially. There, there is some job loss associated with robots and uh, people are kind of worried about that, uh, but it is unskilled jobs that are going, they do actually have a net job increase uh, in semi-skilled and skilled jobs. So it's really important for the education side that we get people more qualifications um, so they can do these better jobs and that we, we move away from the reliance on unskilled jobs because they are going to disappear essentially in engineering. So the, uh, the robotic arms that we're looking at, are, do you get students to program them? Do they learn how to do that? Yes, yeah, so we, we teach our students how to program them. Um, we've got the level three students to do their projects with them this year. Um, we are going to be building it more into the apprenticeship side of things, so we're going to get our apprentices to do some courses with them, um, offering commercial courses, um, and we are building it into the Level 3 full-time syllabus next year as well. Um, and we're going to try and build it in a bit more. We've got an automation area downstairs now, um, so it's a big thing that we're trying to, trying to push, really. So this is an investment um, as, a, as a college, and obviously not cheap, but, but th- there must be a, a reason why we think it's important to invest like this. Yeah, so it, it basically it's just the direction that engineering is going, really. Um, so the, the quite, quite a few companies in this area that are using robotics more. Um, got widespread uh, uses, sort of uh, palletising now has been replaced by robotics in engineering. And so rather than getting some stack boxes all day, we'll get robots to do it. It's more efficient, uh, safer. Um, and it's, it's a lot quicker. Um, dangerous tasks as well, the better at doing dangerous things. Rather than putting somebody in harm's way, you can get a robot to do it. Um, welding applications, a bit uh, simple, relatively simple welding application being replaced by robotics at the moment. Um, spraying applications as well. I mean, if you think um, about a person spraying something with resin or paint, it's quite unpredictable. It takes a lot of time for that person to get good at that. A robot, once it does it once, it can do it perfectly forever, essentially. So um, the, the idea, in fact, we've got High Chrome over there who actually use robots to spray, uh, I believe they spray resin on some of their parts. So they use robotic arms at the moment. Um, so we're, you know, we've got people in this area, uh, especially in the aerospace, that you are using robotics now. Uh, you know, we've got companies in, the, in Burnley doing it at, at the moment. Amazing. Thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. So joining us now is Paul Young from High Chrome. Paul, it's great to have you. Um, could you just explain to us a bit about what's going on here? We're, like, we're surrounded by what looks like a bit of a robotic arm. Can you tell us about, yeah, what it is? Yeah, we've got a few different things here. Um, we've got the robotic arm, because as in all industry and as you see on TV a lot now, robotics is the way of the future. It's replacing a lot of manual operations that were previously dangerous and can cause injuries, uh, put things in harsh environments. And we're using them more and more now. Uh, we have six large-scale robots now in our current factory, and the process we use, uh, which has improved safety, improved production, and it's the it's the way of the future, basically. In terms of the students currently yes. and the stuff that you're using, are you seeing a gap in terms of the skills? And you, are you wanting colleges and, and education to focus on something differently to prepare them for your work? Uh, we like to see students come in with a good mechanical background. And that's, that's the thing that we're seeing a lack of these days. Uh, we like people who are good, practical. We're, back in my day, back in the olden times, where everyone used to have a bike and strip it down or a skateboard and strip it down, or even when they're a bit older and get a car and start messing with it, we've seen a bit less and less of that. Uh, people are more coding-focused and things like that, which is, in a lot of ways, the future. 
Uh, we've seen a lot of work, as you see on the other stands, we're getting 3D manufacture. We've seen that in our industry now in uh, aerospace, we're getting 3D manufactured parts. Uh, most of our machines are CNC computer controlled machines, and all the design work, obviously, we're doing 3D uh, CAD systems now and programmed offline. So the coding skills are very important these days, and it's the way for development. We're thinking about like a advanced manufacturing, and yes. once in a day you'd have thought at one point, like this is this is putting stuff together. This yes. is humans' job, but we're moving that way. So another partnership with Burnley College um, and working with them to ensure that the engineers of the future and the uh, manufacturers of the future are are, are ready. It's really important for you to, we've to make sure we've got that. done a project. Uh, as you see over there, we have a stand, a stand with the other robots on. Uh, we did a joint training course with Burnley College on that one and introduced the robots into our company, a new type of robot, and worked in tandem with Burnley College at the same time. Amazing, amazing. It's really good, it's really good to, be, um, to, to hear that um, industry and, uh, and education are working together because that's, that's one of the big things we've talked about, that we make sure some of the reports that we've written, we've written and read around the future skills, we need to listen to the employees, don't we? And I think that... That's, that's really nice to see again today. So yeah. It is. Well, as you say, we've got Grace here, who's a current apprentice. Uh, we've got a, one who's just finished his apprentice. We've got one here who's just done a degree. So we're at all levels of training currently in, in, our, in our company. And we, it's something that we do actively promote and we take on apprentices every year. Great, thanks for joining us. All right, not a problem. Thanks. All right. So we're joined by Dave Lloyd, who is head of division for construction. And um, I know that... We've had conversations before, a brick's a brick, building's building. Yeah. But in terms of like the future of construction and the education around construction, what do you think is, is going to be happening? Well, we've had a massive growth in construction, uh, ideally linked to professional construction. So coming away from crafts, as in brickwork, joinery, stuff like that, and we're looking at more of architectural technicians uh, doing HNCs, HNDs, and going on to doing degree-level stuff within, uh, within construction technology uh, because the students are finding it more... It's not the right word, but more sexy, yeah, yeah. you know, because there's more future in it. You know, they don't want to be just grafting on a building site. They want to be in an office creating construction projects. Yeah, yeah. And I know that one of the things we talked about is, is like 3D, and I know that that's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on around in that, isn't there? Yeah. Well, only as yesterday we were looking at uh, looking at a BIM technician to work in construction. Not ask what BIM stands for. I did look building information <laughs> modelling. I think it means. Uh, we're looking at that because that is the future of architecture. You know, not just a, a flat piece of paper. Actually, seeing the living product in your hand yeah. before they actually create it. Are you finding a lot of things around like prefab and all the stuff around that? Is, is that is that part of it as well? Yeah, yeah. Prefab, prefabricated uh, construction, especially in well in Burnley actually. You'll see most of these houses be getting thrown up really, really quick because they're all made off site. If you look at McDonald's, McDonald's just gets dropped off. Yeah. You know, so it's made in a, uh, a factory. It just gets dropped off on site. Construction pre-done. Now, as a college, we'd struggle to re- replicate that, but we work with construction companies that do it. So Barnfield, John Boys. We work with quite a few that do that. Yeah. And do you see that as an education in terms of funding and everything else, is that a struggle to keep up with uh, the current technology and trends? Uh, not only in construction, because most of it doesn't change that much. You know, most construction technology stuff doesn't change. You know, building a house is building a house. It's how quick they can do it now, the turnaround to doing it. You know, so a lot of um, buildings in Burnley are traditional built, aren't they? But newer, modern sites are being done quicker and faster. But the life expectancy won't be as long... You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And, it, and it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that we've got a, 
um, we've got to respond to that. And, we, yeah. and, and I think what, what we're seeing more and more today is yeah. the we're responding to what employees are doing. And like we were talking about like that advanced manufacturing, and, yeah. and we're talking with the engineering guys. And then actually, construction now is, is moving away from just. Yeah. And funnily enough, there's a college in Derby, Derby College, who have a centre specifically for modular construction. So modular construction, as in houses built on in a factory and finished. And we've actually got uh, we're having a visit there to see if we can emulate it and copy that sign of that type of construction in our own construction centre. We just want to see one in the work in, work in progress first year. I think, I think that's really important, that it's not just looking out to industry, but looking what what's else is happening in the sector now you can learn and magpie ideas, I think. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, construction's a great career. You know, uh, engineering's gone through the roof in this country. It's massive, and Burnley's only a little dot, but it feeds off the world in terms of engineering. But and also construction, you know, it's it's a big it's a big field. You know, students can go right to the top. You know, be MDs of companies that have come through an apprenticeship route, like most of us have. Thanks for joining us, Dave. No, really appreciate it. No problem. We've got uh, Liam joining us now uh, from Burnley College. Uh, Liam, could you tell us a bit about uh, Lego for Education? Where we've seen you uh, before, kind of playing with the kits um, and getting kids coming in and, and interacting with that. Could you tell us a bit about how Lego can enhance learning? Yeah, of course. So uh, the kit we've been using today is called Lego We Do. Um, which is basically a, a kind of primary school provision into the early years of secondary education as well. Um, so the, the children have been using very basic coding and programming skills, not dissimilar to what you'd use if you're building a Wix website or not dissimilar to very simply what you do to program a CNC machine if you were in engineering or something like that. So getting young people interested in the text engineering from a very young age. Beyond that, what we're looking to do, possibly at the college, is to get in some Lego Infinity Mindstorms as well, which is quite advanced kit with a number of different sensors, colour sensors, etc., which has the capability to uh, solve a Rubik's Cube and different things as well. So we're looking at you know, lots of different tech at the college. But not beyond that, it's generating the softer skills as well of collaboration, communication, um, problem-solving, critical thinking. So why do you think that's important? Um, ultimately because I think what you've got to realise in education is that we're future-proofing learners. You know, the jobs of the future don't exist yet, so we've got to embed those skills, like you just said, of critical thinking, problem-solving, with tasks that are challenging and stretched, but also have within them the ability to be made simpler or harder, depending on the student's ability. So I know that you're, um, that you're passionate about this and passionate about innovation and all that kind of stuff. How do you think that that fits into the actual curriculum? Because I know that you were talking about preparing students. How, 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 does, it, how does it work for... for okay, so... It, it clearly depends upon the, the age group you're teaching. So like we said today, we've been using the WeDo. Now that has application with the primary curriculum in terms of where it meets a need for coding, uh, programming, uh, systematic thinking, uh, and that's within the Key Stage 2 curriculum primarily. Yeah. Um, but into Key Stage 3, 4, um, and even 5, it has an absolute meets a need for computing uh, within our own engineering department here at Burnley College as well. Um, again, similar to what I said, it can work for CNC machines, it's which you'd use um, when you get into industry. Could be things like high chrome, it's called, uh, Saffron Air Cell, BAE, Rolls Royce. These are you know, it's in an area of the country, uh, of, even of Lancashire, that's so rich in engineering businesses, it's, it'd be silly not to promote that sort of career path for young individuals as well. Cool, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Cheers. Thanks, Liam. So while we're here at Burnley College Science and Technology Festival, uh, there's a, a, a strong man um, 
contest as well. And we thought we could not miss this opportunity to speak to some of the uh, strongest men in the world. In fact, um, some really, really big blokes. I feel like a little boy in here. So we're going to interview Wayne Fulton first. Wayne is uh, part of the team here at Burnley College. And I know that he runs, is uh, one of the people involved in the computing curriculum. So talk to us about Strongman. Talk to us about computing. Tell us about what you do. Um, OK. Strongman and computing, I don't know if they're joined up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're probably not. They couldn't be any different to, uh, to your perception of them. Um, Strongman is a passion. Uh, computing pays the bills. I just happen to be good at strongman and I'm good at computing, so I suppose that's the link between the two. Uh, got into strongman maybe six or seven years ago after watching it for years on television and decided to give it a go. Uh, after competing for a few successful years, I decided to set up uh, a strongman company uh, called Burnley and Pendle back in the day. Uh, had a bit of an accident whilst competing uh, and followed Burnley and Pendle strongman. Uh, but then, out <laughs> of breath, medical back, and here we are as Lancashire's strongest man. So you've, you're obviously um, doing this, um, this, and you're bringing lots of people here. How do you do that? Are you doing that through? Are you doing that through social, or how do you? How do, they, how do you know these boys? <laughs> um, it is mainly through social media these days, the way that we, we reach out to people. But knowing these boys goes back um, six years. I've known Vass for maybe six years. Football Some of the other, fa- yeah, 2013. And it is just through the network, uh, the strongman community. You go out there and you compete. And on event day, you make friends for life. There's lads in this room. I think everybody knows here, yeah. uh, each other today. But you turn up to an event, and by the end of the event, you actually know an additional 10 people that you didn't know before. Uh, and, and you kind of stay friends for life. It's that type of sport. Um, so I've reached out to hundreds of people over the years uh, in strongman, including... Uh, two idols that we've got here, Mark Felix and Sean Logan, uh, two of the biggest names in the sport that you watch on television. Well, I can actually say, I know these people and I can speak to these people. Uh, so it's quite amazing the people that you do reach out to and that you do connect with. We're thinking about young people and about why might young people get involved in something like this, but we're looking at STEM and this is it. This is, this is here, the pinnacle of human engineering. Like, it doesn't, doesn't happen by accident. You think about all the, 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 the calories that you're putting into your body and all the things that you, you're doing to make sure that you are at the peak of your game. So we're joined by Mark and Sean. Yep. Tell, us, um, tell us a little bit about your uh, involvement in the sport and, uh, and, and why you love it. Well, I love it. You know, since growing up as a kid, I always want to be strong. So I played plenty of sports and then I used to do bodybuilding and then it just leads to strongman and my first strongman competition I did, um, they invited me as a, as a reserve, and I did it, and I came third, and it just started from there. Great. So now I went to the world's strongest man like 14 times, so because I'm one of the oldest competitors, so I'm pretty pleased there. Yeah, cool. What about yourself, Sean? Um, well, it's within, it's human instincts to be strong as possible. If you look back generations, everybody, to be a man in a tribe or everybody's testing themselves by lifting heavy things and this is why I, why I love the sport because I love to test myself yeah. to be the strongest I can be yeah. you know I, I want to get as far in the sport as I can be hopefully be like Mark one day get into world's strongest man I'm not quite at that level yet but hopefully it'll come but the sport is itself does like take over your life once you start there's nothing it just dead it just takes over your life it is it's a weird feeling to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that kind of relates probably with you guys and education is discipline. Yeah. So, like, probably some, like, I can imagine you're all so disciplined in what you do. And uh, in discipline within education and being able to not give up, uh, keep going, um, yeah. have that resilience. Uh, 
do you have, do you have any tips for anyone uh, how to how to build their resilience, how to keep going and even in those difficult times? Well, you know, you just have to stick with it, you know, because you, you fail once, that doesn't mean it's all over. You just have to keep picking yourself up and try to move forward. As long as you learn from it, you just have to keep going forward. You know, you just it's never finish. You know, just don't give up. I, th- I think there's some big things in education that we talk about, teamwork, collaboration. Yeah. You guys look like a team, like you help each other out, uh, and personalisation of learning as well. So you'll all have jobs. How do you tailor your, your training around full-time jobs or whatever you're doing? Is that difficult? Oh, it's mega difficult. I, I work five days a week um, and then I train. I've got a little lad, so three times, four times a week he's sat in the gym with me while I'm training. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really go on family holidays. Everything's re- revolved around competing. And when I'm not competing, all my holidays at work are used for days around when I'm competing. So I, get what we get. I have one family day a week where we go out and we do stuff as a family. But the other six days a week, it is totally dedicated to strongman and pushing myself. When you were talking about collaboration and teamwork and the, the fact that we've just seen some of you in some of the events talking about, like, encouraging each other. And I, I don't know, how, how do you do that in terms of, like, I, I love the idea of competition and I think competition and education, um, especially for young people, you know, like these things where they play football and, like, nobody's allowed to win, you don't keep score. It's like... I think it's going a little bit wrong. Like we've we've changed education, we've changed society and culture a little bit. How do you how do you do that in terms of the encouragement stuff? What do you do to, to work? Does anybody want to jump in on that? Uh, well, it's not like any other sport where you know when you're on the platform, it's your own performance. You're not counting on anybody else. So you can, you're 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 accountable for your own performance. So you you can encourage people because you're not thinking oh they've let me down. You you focus on your own performance and you try to push other people. Like if someone's lifting, they're struggling, you get behind them and help you. They like shout at them, like set yourself push, and they do exactly the same for you. There's no other sport that I come across that's like that, where like people will support you. If you rock up with no raps, you'll get about 20 raps thrown at you. Like, come on, like yeah, yeah. there's no other sport like that. Yeah. Uh, it's just a natural thing. Like when I started doing this sport, I was like 14 years old. I had no equipment. I went to the gym. They're like, here's belt. Like lift that. Like they, they literally. They'll do anything for you to get better. Yeah. Someone over here want to jump in? I think, yeah. especially for me, uh, I'm quite new. Uh, a lot of the lads here I've never met before. Uh, I've only been training within Strongman uh, for three months now. Uh, and I've come this morning, I'm very, very shy, very quiet. Uh, and, do, you know, a lot of the lads here do know each other and they've welcomed me in straight away. And you do instantly become a bit of a family. And when you're up there and you're and you're doing your lifts, obviously you want to beat yourself, you want to get a PB, you want to drive yourself to the point where you've got nothing left in you. But the minute you come off that platform, because we've all got so much love for the sport and we enjoy it, we enjoy watching the next guy compete as well. So you want him to do his best, as you would do on TV and you're watching the Worlds or whatever standard you're watching at, you want them to get that one extra rep in. When you're off that platform, it's no different seeing your next guy going for that extra rep itself. Women need to get in this. So, um, being honest, guys, I've not been in this very lot. I mean, I've only been living in Preston for three weeks. Um, I've come here today. You've all been so friendly. You know, I'm the only female who's turned up today. I'm the only one with a bit of balls to get here. Um, <laughs> I know. The irony of it. Um, I am injured today, and do you know what? Who cares? You know, it's a family, it's a community. For me, strong, strong person training, we all come together. 
whether you're male, female, who cares, get involved, you know, have a go. Whether you're injured, you're not, you're strong, you're not, do you know what? Get involved, have a lift and give it a go. Uh, and I'd just like to, to add, uh, not so long ago I got a message from Sean Logan over there because uh, I've had a bad injury, uh, the leg fell in and all this out there, and I thought about giving up on a strong man. And Sean said, why are you giving up? Your repaired tendon will be stronger than it were before. I said, yeah, but it might not be. He said, you don't know unless you try. See you, Sean. Uh, and, and here we are, we're back again. Last year in December, I had my uh, bony elbow snapped, so my left tricep is a little bit shorter than the right one. But I'm back now, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great to be joined by Karen Buchanan, who's the principal here at Burnley College, and we've been around interviewing lots of people today, lots of people really enjoying themselves, and that's a kind of testament to a college that's thinking about the future. Why, why put on this kind of festival, and why do the things that, you, that we're doing here? Yeah, no, thanks a lot, Ben. Um, at the age of 16, Burnley's a net importer of young people. So 16-year-olds choose to come to Burnley College to study for all sorts of things, engineering, construction, A-levels. Um, and, and so we've got a lot of young people who choose to study with us because of our amazing teachers. Um, so we've got a duty to make sure that they're prepared for the work environment around us. So we meet with our employers quite a lot and we set up what we call advisory boards and we say to the local employers, what's the skills shortage in your area? Because we're quite an aerospace area, there's a lot of engineering and a lot of science work that needs to happen and they don't have a ready supply of young people to do that. So because we've got the import of the young people, because we've got outstanding teachers, we try to get students interested in science and really good careers in the local area. So the Science Festival, it attracts you. Yesterday we had 1,500 um children from primary school so they were aged between uh, six and ten and really getting them enthused about science at such a young age helps them to want to come to the college later but also want to go into a scientific subject uh, area which helps the employers locally so I don't know if you've seen High Chrome here Ben and um, Vika but they're here to showcase the scientific um, uh, 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 what do you call it when they they're here to show that off the scientific um, sector or the, the skills that are needed. Yeah, 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 both those things. But they've they've bought their iodinizing machines. Oh yeah, I've seen it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the robots, uh, the robots are amazing. So they're showing the youngsters while they're young. They're getting really excited about it, and we're hoping in the future that they'll be our um, entrepreneurs of uh, of Bur you know the future in industry and engineering will come from Burnley. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your time, and uh, thank you for putting this on for p the people of Burnley and, and beyond, because uh, it's uh, it's it's, it's been a brilliant day. Uh, we've, we've enjoyed Team Titan, we've enjoyed being the strong men, but also the, the partnerships and where, where this could go. So thank you for joining us. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So we've just uh, been around the Burnley Science and Technology Festival. Uh, what a day. Uh, I think what's really struck me, just to kick it off in a, just this bit of a round-up conversation, is just that connection between uh, local enterprise and what's going on at the college. And, it, and it's something which I think a lot of schools are, are aspiring to now. Uh, but it's just a, an amazing example here at Burnley that, and I think you said it before, Ben, when we're walking around about how it, they're almost asking, well, what does the workforce need? Let's and then let's train our students up to to meet that. And it's like it's it seems so simple that way of doing it. Uh, but I think um, 
maybe needs to happen a bit more. Yeah, do you know what? I think I think this is the f- the first place that I've really encountered this where the the focus is what do other people need, not what do we need. Because we think we, we've got an agenda to get through, a curriculum to get through, and funding and all the things that go with it. And, and all them things are really important. But actually, w- what we are all about, and I know Steve says this a lot, it's all about the students and these students being future ready. They say these, the stats around things like how many jobs uh, a young person's going to have by the time they're 35 and they're not going to be doing the same job for life and they've got to be adaptable and all that kind of stuff. Well, we have to do that as colleges and we have to do that as schools as well, thinking around that adaptability. So um, that's what I've really liked. It's responsive. So the phrase that they use is it's employer responsive. And that's, that's it. We're having to change whole systems. So... Um, the stuff that I've done around digital, the stuff that they're doing around advanced manufacturing and engineering, they're just changing it because the world is changing and we have to stay with it or, or else we become dinosaurs, don't we? Yeah, and I think there's been a massive buzz today that, from what I've seen, they've brought kids and community in, uh, just engaging in a variety of different activities around science and technology. They've been shooting rockets off, they've been cutting pretend dummies out of cars. Uh, we've even been involved in having chats with the strong men in terms of human engineering. Um, but I think it's that bringing the community in, that it's not just about a target audience of, oh, we're only going to pitch it at year 11s, we're just going to pitch it everybody, open those doors, and just get everybody excited about science and te- te- technology, which I think is, is an absolutely great thing to do. Yeah, I like that how it's raising the aspirations of, of parents as well, mm. and the people at home, because um, well, I think when you've done that, then, then our, our young people can be brought up in an environment where... The, the parents are savvy. They know what's going on around in their local area in terms of business, and they can they can help their their children in that direction. Off air, that was one of the conversations we had with the head of construction, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he basically said, if you win the parents, you can win the young people because, like, he said, I love that phrase where he said, it's hard to make brick sexy and construction sexy, but ultimately, we know that these people can be earning. It's not just about future earning, but that is the way, that is the way we've got to go. We've got to think about it. And um, it's, been, it's been good today. It's been good to see um, a variety of people from a variety of different backgrounds. And what I love is the fact that communities come together. We heard that on the Strongmen. The Strongmen talked about they've got their own community, but there's a real sense of Burnley coming together, um, celebrating what's good about Burnley. Vika, massive employer, um, Safran, High Chrome, some of these massive employers that have come and been part of this. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been really nice to see. Yeah, I think we'll release the interview with the strong men as a, as a separate interview, so yeah. uh, get that conversation on the, uh, the podcast stream. Uh, before we go, highlight of the day, Ben? Um, I think my highlight, uh, I, I don't want to say Mike Felix because uh, that's a bit cheesy, but I think. To be honest, talking to um, High Chrome and Vika has been my highlight because you can just really see what their their investment in Burnley, but also their, they want they want to shape the future. That phrase they used about future skills and getting children being future ready that was my highlight. Steve, uh, I think Lego, Lego Education for me. I think seeing kids at a really really young age engaging, coming in, and just not even relating to. Um, thinking about the coding and programming but then the teachers with passion relating it to primary curriculum these are FE teachers but still not understanding how it relates uh, and I'm excited to have a, a summit on the 12th of July nice. uh, yeah, I think for me uh, it, was, it was actually the VR um, Weldon nice. uh, just getting the grips with that and, uh, and just saying I think a lot of people think well in, in that type of industry Weldon uh, the, the hands on labour jobs uh, where does tech fit in with that and, and I think that was a great example of how um, modern technology fits in, trains, and helps students learn a skill that is much needed. Uh, and obviously, the uh, the robot 
<laughs> Titan. Yeah. We've got a Burnley accent at the end. Titan with a Burnley accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all good. Yeah, it's been good. It's been a good day. Uh, thanks to Burnley College for letting yeah. us be here. It's been it's been really good. And uh, thanks for all the people that have been involved in the interview. Yeah, hottest day of the year. I think I'm going to go for a cold shower now. Yeah, good idea. Indeed, yeah. Go on your own. Ha <laughs> ha.